Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus. I'm here with Kaunda. He is the man um, who's always just next to me whenever things happen. Kaunda, how you doing? I'm great, Cyrus. Glad to be made your official wingman. But, you know, let's keep it moving. It is what it is. Uh, and, you know, any wingman knows that they are Robin in this. Um, we've had this who's Batman, who's Robin. Uh, but now we've got an acceptance. That's fantastic. Kaunda, <laughs> um, we've got a really, really jam-packed show today. And it's really all about All-Star. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about this captains, we're talking about the starters, we're talking about snubs or potential snubs and how people view all of that stuff. We'll talk about the Rising Stars uh, game and, and what that's changed into and, um, you know, whether or not those changes are cool. And then we will play captains ourselves. You know, you'll be LeBron because that's your guy. I'll be KD. We'll pick our teams for the All-Star game. And then finally, to end the show, we'll do uh, games to watch in our post-up bidding corner powered by Bitcoza. Titting! Now, before we go into that, please interact with us on social media. Um, we are at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook. And you can also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. You can also catch this here podcast, if you're not already doing it, on supersport.com, one of our favorite partners. Um, we are happy to be on that platform as well. Uh, without any further ado, Kaonda. The All-Star starters have been named. We have the All-Star captains. It's LeBron James is the overall top goat, uh, vote getter. I almost called him goat getter. Now you you know he's and, the goat. And, and you I know guess he's that's the goat. it, right? I guess that's it. You know, Freudian, Freudian slip of note. That is the one. Uh, LeBron James <laughs> is apparently the goat, according to my brain. And obviously, Team Kevin Durant, uh, which will probably be, do you think they'll call it Team Durant or, or Team KD? Uh, KD sounds better, but they it, it, because I mean, Team LeBron is not Team James, so I think they'll go yeah. Team LeBron versus and Team t- KD. I don't see them going Team Kevin, <laughs> you know, it'll just be so weird. But he's it, we've had Team Steph, t- uh, Team Giannis, so it's weird to be like, and Team Kevin. Um, no. but it was really crazy to see just how. Um, the voting changed over the weeks. Obviously, you had Steph Curry. And when we first recorded our um, All-Star Voting as Open podcast, um, you had Curry and, and, and Durant as the leading vote-getters yep. right off the blocks. And I think because Steph really dropped off from a shooting perspective, his popularity sort of came down a little bit um, over that period. But then he'd also broken the three-point record around about that that time. So there's a lot happening with Steph when it first opened, and then it's sort of gone on a backwards trajectory. I think you're making excuses. LeBron just has more fans. No, he definitely does. There's no question. There's old people like uh, some people in this room and young people who uh, really love LeBron James. Transcendent player face of the league. Look, Steph Steph is great, but I think, um, yeah, LeBron has more fans. Do you think it's possible that in a way when, when things started, people sort of underestimated just how popular LeBron James still is, um, considering that the Lakers were, they were absolutely horrible for large stretches of Were. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to be kind here, Kanda. You're a Lakers <laughs> fan, a LeBron stan. I'm a um, realistic Lakers-LeBron fan. Yeah, but but even through all of that stuff, right? Yeah. LeBron James has still been one of the most um, loved and beloved players in the NBA. So, you know, it's not affected his... Um, Votes in no, any way. No, no, look, Cyrus, just just to close off the my LeBron love for the day. I, I think for every hater LeBron has, he has ten fans. And that's one thing I've noticed. It's just wow. like the the so haters every, are very loud. Every, every time a hater chimes in, an angel gets its wings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I think every time a, a hater speaks against LeBron, ten fans can scream back at that person. 
No, I mean, I get it. And you know what's crazy, though? Is obviously, he's having a fantastic year. Like, this is oh, one yeah. of the best seasons he's ever had in the NBA. And this is year 19 for mm, him. Mm. Um, so it's well-deserved. I don't think LeBron James in any way, shape, or form doesn't deserve to be uh, the captain. And, and Cyrus, this one for the West, it had to be Team Steph or Team LeBron. Do you know why? Why is that? Because it's in Cleveland. And well, they're both from Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it could Steph only was have been. born there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Steph's, Steph's story is always so weird because born in Ohio, <laughs> pretty much grew up in, in Charlotte. In Charlotte, North Carolina, know, And yeah. then, you know, made his name in, in, in Golden State. There you Whereas go. LeBron James, you know, Akron, Ohio, uh, ran away from there to go to Miami. Yeah. Um, we never talk about that enough. Anyway, <laughs> um, but I, I, that homecoming has not been a narrative. You know, yeah. that's the craziness is that you'd expect that an, a Cleveland All-Star game LeBron James would be the narrative, and that just hasn't been it. I think some Cleveland fans are still upset about the fact that he went to L.A. Well, so, yeah, you know, you know there is the that. haste with which they removed posters <laughs> outside uh, the Quicken Loans Arena. Arena, yeah. You know, I mean, it was, it was pretty rough. Like, he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to L.A. And, and the guys were moving in. You could hear the trucks beeping, yep. guys just pulling stuff off the wall. It was incredible. But... Um, LeBron James, um, you know, highest vote getter, him and KD, I think this just made sense. I think when we look back at the post-op uh, post podcast from before, mm-hmm. when we made our selections as to who we thought the captains would be, I got one out of two, uh, you got zero. Um, yeah, zero out of two. That's, that's pretty rough for you. Um, but I mean, you know, when you look at it, do you think that you should have seen that it was going to be KD rather than Giannis? And and we both should have looked at this and said, yeah, LeBron James. Look, look if, you, if, if you look at the... The closeness in votes. I mean, look mm. at the the votes that KD got compared to the ones Giannis got. Yeah, it, it wasn't a clear outright a win. Yeah, like it's not like Steph and LeBron where there's like seven hundred thousand votes difference, mm. right? With, with KD and Giannis, it, it's it's pretty close. And and I think I was also riding the fame with which uh, being a champion comes with, and, yeah. and the fact that you know uh, uh, Giannis is the reigning champion. Yeah, and I thought you know that popularity and the fact that he's become okay. Let me not use the word become. He's he's always been a lovable guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, N- not that Kevin isn't. Well, KD sometimes he, he is a very prickly individual. Yeah, he's a very prickly individual. So I thought you know that people would lean more towards Yanis, but it is what it is. You know, this is definitely about votes, and and, and I think you know, good on Yanis. He was close. He he really was, and. The thing is, in a down year for the Bucks, that's mm. also the other thing. So the Nets have been pretty, pretty good. They've been up there. The reason why they've been so good is KD's been um, really transcendent as yep. well. Giannis also had a slow start to the year, wasn't around for a bit. All of that stuff, um, and I think that the LeBron stuff really does play into it. Where you know. The Lakers have struggled. He's been incredible for them. And everyone's yeah. like, this is LeBron. I mean, come on. He, he's got to be there. And the thing about LeBron is, it's crazy how throughout his entire career, at some point, he's always had a chip on his shoulder. You know, you'd be like, okay, you guys just don't love me because I'm a youngster. Then it's like, okay, I'll show you how good I am. And then he goes to Miami. Then he goes back to Cleveland. Then he goes to LA. And he's performed everywhere he's gone. Yeah. Um, but kudos to him. Let's go into the starters here um, mm-hmm. because this is a really, really interesting pool of players. Um, and what's great for me is when you look at the East and the West, and although the teams won't be like that, um, there are real players within this where you're like, okay, there is n- these are no-brainers. I yeah. mean, in the Eastern Conference in particular, Giannis, Embiid, and KD as your front court was always that, that be. was standard standard. It, it was always going to be. I mean, those guys have just been ridiculous, and and Joel Embiid in particular has cemented that that particular uh, spot. You know, playing yeah. the sort of five man 
um, if you're looking at it from a traditional sense. Yeah, um, yeah. With, with Giannis almost as the four, and then you know KD as the three. But then looking at um, you know the front court in the East, things got a little a little tricky because everybody had their preferences around who they th- they thought would be there. I mean, so let's go back to what our selections were. Yeah. Right? Who did you select in the Eastern Conference as your guards? Uh, obviously, uh, as my guards, I had Ice Trey, so I'm glad uh-huh. he made it through because yeah. I mean Trey Young has has had you know a great tenure in the NBA so far. Mm, He's he just has. been. One of those elite guards. I always call him uh, Steph Curry light, but I think I'm going to remove that. You have and, to. And, and give him his own props and say, no, that's, that's ice tray. But uh, I didn't have uh, DeMar DeRozan. I had my main man, Bradley Beal, who, Ooh. as we know, has struggled a bit. He but, has uh, fallen all the way off. Yeah, he I think, can't even see the cliff anymore. I, I think things are not <laughs> looking good in Washington for him no, at the moment. Yeah, and I think maybe rough. it's time to move. But I, I believed he would pull up his socks before... Uh, you know, voting time ended in that, and unfortunately, it him, got it worse than him. Yeah, it, it got, got worse, worse for, for him. him. Yeah, um, and and I mean, what's interesting is that when things opened, and people who listen back at episode eleven will know that my first picks were Zach Levine and Demar Derozan. I thought that Bulls mm. uh, backcourt was just incredible. But then when I started voting more often, I started picking Trey Young. So you know, I also had the. Trey Young, Demar, and then you know the regular Giannis, KD, and uh, Embiid um, to to close out the East. Mm-hmm. So I think Trey Young definitely deserves it. Um, there are some people who have said, "Oh, but how is he there ahead of James Harden?" And uh, to those people, I say, he's just been better than James Harden. Yeah, and 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 I think uh, James Harden in, in that position when when he came to the East. I, I think that the whole drama with him coming to the East and then he was injured last season for, for quite mm. a bit and I think that affected the you know the Nets performance and, and then this season as well, he he's been all right, but he's he's been good. Look, statistically, right? We're not saying he's been bad. No. I mean he's the, the leading assist uh, maker in the NBA right now. Mm. But then Trey Young is right behind him. Yeah. But when you look at the points per game stats Trey Young is re- way up there and Harden's fallen back a bit. But obviously, Harden's not the one taking all the shots. KD would, you know? Yeah. Um, so statistically, I can see why people say, but Harden should be there. But then you always make the point that this is a popularity contest. Absolutely. I was actually going to go there. And, and, and to be honest, Trey Young is a traditional point guard, right? And James Harden is a shooting guard. Well, so when yeah, we look yeah, at I, it, I guess it we, it's more DeRozan versus... Uh, James Harden than Trey Young versus James Harden, right? Interesting you say that because DeRozan has not really been playing as a shooting guard this season Mm. because he's been playing as a power forward. So, you know, it's really interesting when you look at where players are being used by their teams and where they're put in in the voting. And that's also what has really contributed to some of the surprise uh, in what's happened in this particular um, all-star selection. But I do think, though, that if you look back at it, um, it really is, I think Trey Young is just a lot more popular. Yeah, than, I, than James Harden, and dude, he, it, it shows in the numbers. He he he's the frozen villain of New York. So oh yeah, so ice cold. in those veins, cold, bowing at people. And I mean, he must get really cold. He's pretty skinny, that guy, <laughs> you know. So not, not a lot of meat in those bones. But but I think that um, you know, it's one of those where James Harden will be a, an, an all star this oh, year. There's no definitely, question. Definitely, there's yeah. no question. I think him, CP3, all of those guys, they'll be all stars. But in terms of starters, I can see why Trae Young was. Chosen, I picked him specifically uh, when I was voting, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to see that. Let's look at the Western Conference, though, right? Okay. Um, and I mean, there were a couple of locks in this. I think LeBron James was and was always going to be a lock. Yep. Um, even if he plays like half the games in the season, people are going to vote for him because he's LeBron James or LeBron James. <laughs> um, then Steph Curry was the other one who was a, an actual lock, straight up. 
Chef Curry keeps cooking. Dude, all meals. Um, though he's also making some ice cold meals because his shooting had been absolutely horrible for. A, a I, I think we need to discuss that in our next podcast, Cyrus, because my my splash brothers, because I call them my splash brothers, because they're on my uh, my fantasy team. Yeah, <laughs> they've not been splashing too well, but not really. I, but they I got a one a, a win in their last game, so you know. Uh, yeah, well, you know, but still, it is what it is. But they need to start heating up mm-hmm. right now. It's just you know, it's it's hail. It's maybe, not necessarily. Maybe they no need rain. this All Star break, and then they'll be back post All Star, and then it'll be a whole different a bit, story. Still a bit before the All Star break, but I get you because mm-hmm. you know it. It could be a time for them to really rejig stuff and and, and get into it. Uh, and Nikola Jokic, I think, was the other real lock. Yeah, but when you look at it, um, it then came down to one forward position, one guard position. I felt Ja Morant was an absolute lock as as the second guard. Um, in the West, uh, who did you pick? I picked Devin Booker because mm. books uh, as because I was thinking point guard, shooting guard, and uh, to me, I think you know Devin Booker is just that player, Cyrus. He's yeah. so impressive, he and he has been for a number of years. He is, Cyrus. I think the last three years, Devin Booker has just been such an elite player. No, we've I mean we've spoken about him for years, Kanda, mm. and you know I've been a massive Devin Booker fan for a very long time. But what's weird, though, is that when you look at it, you'd think he'd have more fans, considering what the Suns did last season by getting to the NBA Finals, him being a real reason behind that, and also where the Suns are in the Western Conference right now. Um, Him, CP3, they've figured things out. But I do think, though, that what people love is a high flyer. What people love is an all-action kind of player. And Ja Morant has been delivering left, right, and center. This Memphis Grizzlies team is a good team. And when Morant was out for a large period of time, they were still performing. Mm-hmm. But when he's there, he sprinkles that stardust all over the place. Cyrus, uh, I, you, you know how I feel about you. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, that, You've already given him boy. a Zambian passport. You've Straight claimed up, him as I, your I've son. given him land in Zambia. Forget the passport. <laughs> he's got land. If he wants to come and build something in Zambia, a house, whatever, he's got land. He's got it. He's, like you said, he's a high flyer, you know, high output, high octane. Mm. Uh, he's just—he's a showman. Yeah, he's a showman. And, and if you if you want to go to to a game and watch somebody who's gonna make you enjoy the game and also have a lot of wow moments, that's Ja Morant. Yeah, most definitely. And that, and that's what you want in an all star, right? Absolutely. Because this game is supposed to be about what is the cool stuff that the guys can do on court. Yeah. Um. And and I think maybe that's also a, a criticism of of James Harden. It'd be like, yeah, man, we gotta get James Harden in there for his free throws. But <laughs> <laughs> true, like he can draw a foul, Cyrus. You he know can what draw I'm a saying? Foul, like, but, oh uh, man, just love the way he gets he gets gets those fouls. He gets the charity strike. He gets there. How's that for hating? But I do think that John Morant has everything you want in an All Star, and that's why it was so surprising for a lot of people when Andrew Wiggins was named as an all-star starter um, over what some people felt were real snubs. And and this is where we've got to clarify things, right? Is the sense that I've, we've seen people saying, oh, but why isn't CP3 there? And why isn't Devin Booker there? And why and, and Andrew Wiggins is there? Because those guys are guards and Andrew Wiggins is a forward. Mm-hmm. And so there was a forward slot. If anything, they should be saying, why isn't Carl Anthony Towns there? Why yeah. isn't Rudy Gobert, Gobert there? Gobert there, yeah. And... 
that I think is the first point of education around this. You know, it's nice to have an opinion, but you should actually back it up with a little bit of fact and knowledge. Um, not pointing out anybody specifically out there, but you know who you are. <laughs> um, but do you are you surprised by this Wigan selection? Look, I must say I was because if you ask me in terms of performance, like I'll tell you who I put in that position that uh-huh. Andrew Wiggins got. I, I put Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, because Carl Anthony Towns has been great. I mean, yeah. uh, I'll be the first to say I used to knock him uh, for many consistently. seasons consistently, and uh, if he dares slip again, I'll knock him again till he comes <laughs> back. Uh, and and he's been looking magnificent. I mean, there's been games where he's just been on a tear. Mm. He's been unstoppable in the paint. Uh, I think he's one of the best three point shooting big men. Yeah, he, he's great from beyond the arc. Cyrus, I mean, he 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 also is pretty decent at rim protecting and you know having that presence in the paint because mm. he's not the smallest guy around. You know, so. No. No, not uh, at all. For me, just that. I even forgot Rudy Gobert. I said, I'm going with Cat. Carl Anthony yeah. Towns was my selection. And look, Cyrus, I don't control the votes. I think I control the LeBron that's votes. Surprising. Yeah, no, I control the, the LeBron, LeBron votes. votes we know and, that. And, and that's where it stops. <laughs> <laughs> that's as deep as the back gets. Yeah, for me. that's as deep as the back gets for me. I, I control the, the LeBron fan club and the votes, and then we just yeah. stop right there. The African LeBron fan club brought to you by Kaunda Chama. Um, Cyrus, who was your position? So, uh, who so, was so your it's really interesting position? because I, I, I it, it changed from a week to week basis for me because when we first started it, I was like, okay, we've got to have some sons in here. So I put DeAndre Ayton, and at uh-huh. that point, he was playing fairly well. But the thing is, it becomes a statistical thing: how many highlight plays somebody makes, how yeah. important they've been, and he's been really important for the Suns. But then he also missed time. So then I started putting Carl Anthony Towns in there, uh-huh. and I feel bad because I always feel that Rudy Gobert doesn't get enough love and he does a heck of a lot in the basketball court but I didn't vote for him. <laughs> Interestingly though, right, and this is uh-huh. what's, what I think has been really interesting to see because when you look at the breakdowns, right, how the players voted, how the fans voted, um, and then how the media voted, you see that this fan vote really pushed Andrew Wiggins up a heck of a lot. He was the third highest vote getter um, for, for front court players in the Western Conference from a fan perspective. When you look at the media, he was the fourth highest. Um, actually, I lie, sorry, the sixth highest. Uh-huh. And then from the players, he was the fifth highest. So when you look at it, if you look at the players, the players were like, that should be Draymond Green. Okay. And I can see it. He does so much for the Warriors. Yeah. But then you also like Draymond Green at the All-Star game. But anyway, he's done it before. Yeah, he he's been an All-Star it. before. Yeah, He deserves it. But then when you look at the media, the media were like, well, Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Right? So you've got Draymond Green, you've got Rudy Gobert. Neither none, of the media or the players thought Carl Anthony Towns, who was seventh in the pick for, from the players and fifth in the selection mm-hmm. from uh, from the media. So you you get to see just how everybody's thinking was so weird around that third spot for the forwards. Do you know? Do you know one thing I like? Mm-hmm. Yesterday I was watching some highlights on social media, and I funny enough watched highlights where Andrew Wiggins dunked on Cat. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton <laughs> I swear If he, you say he Rudy dunked Gobert, on Draymond Green <laughs> No, no The only person he didn't dunk on was Draymond Green But, yeah. but he dunked on our other you know, prospects uh, in, yeah, in yeah. Cat he, he dunked on Gobert So I was thinking maybe people watched that and were like Maybe Maybe Andrew well, Wiggins you know, might pull off those dunks in the All-Star game But there's a really interesting um, debate being had right now About the importance of the fan vote and also what the Warriors did in their team up with a K-pop star. Ah. So there's a guy called Bam Bam who 
who's a K-pop star. I'd never heard of him before. I'm not a K-pop not, guy. Not Bam Adebayo. No, just, no. Just this Bam is Bam Bam, you know. Okay. And so, um, and he was signed on as, as sort of like the, the Korean um, influencer um, so for, he's, for the Warriors. He, he's, the, he's the Drake of the Warriors. He, he basically <laughs> is the Drake of the Warriors, specifically in Korea. But I guess, you know, I mean, they signed him uh, as, as one of their, their main um, um, sort of influences. Yeah. And he did a sort of get out the vote campaign specifically for Andrew Wiggins. I didn't know that. So um, there's, it's, it's been doing the rounds on Twitter recently, and uh-huh. uh, there's a great article that I read. Um, I'm sure I'm, I can find it somewhere where um, they talked about this in particular, and they were like, this is probably the reason why Andrew Wiggins got into the All-Star game, because this K-pop guy, Bam Bam, kept promoting Andrew Wiggins and getting all of his fans, and he's got 9.5 million followers on Instagram. Bam Bam. And uh, yeah, they just kept going, and and so you could see it. I mean, it's possible that K-pop saved Wiggins. Well, uh, I'm sure my kids are going to be happy about that. You know how they feel about they love K-pop. their K-pop. Uh, yeah. yeah, Bam! Big shout out to Bam Bam and Dude, Andrew Wiggins. Unbelievable! It was Alex Schultz um, who wrote about this. L- with look, San Francisco Cyrus, Gate. I was actually debating this with somebody this morning, and I was like, "Look, we might think." Uh, Andrew Wiggins is just a run-of-the-mill player, but let's not forget that this is a top pick who became mm-hmm. a former rookie, number one pick, number one pick who became a rookie of the year, yeah. who just had his struggles. But he's quite a good he's, player. He's found a good home in in Golden State. They're, they're yep. getting him to work on the things that he needed to. He's pretty good defensively. Has has started to polish up his his um, his offensive game, and he's he's also taking. Uh, like I've, I've watched a few analytical videos about him in recent weeks because outside of the All Star thing, uh-huh. uh, people have been looking at just how good and quietly good he's had a season. And yeah, um, a lot of his shots are no longer the mid range shots that he used to take, where he was trying to be the next Demar Derozan slash uh-huh. Michael Jordan, uh, Demar De Jordan, but. <laughs> He he's really started to to make more buckets around the rim, uh-huh. um, taking a lot more th- threes and and actually, actually making them, them. Yeah. Um, at, at a better rate. So Wiggins has really uh, he's done well. Um, it's it's incredible to see just how divisive he's been because if you think about it, as a number one pick who everybody called a bust, mm-hmm. he's uh, been rookie of the year. Yeah, he's now a all star starter. Yep. For whatever. In his first All-Star appearance. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy, right? And it's not even like he's been lighting up the league. So it just goes to show you that the All-Star game is fantastic and it's for the fans. And if you're not voting, you're the one who's to blame. Yeah. Uh, you got to get out there. And I think Look, Africa has got to vote more. Really? Would you, do you think we'll get more African All-Stars? Well, I mean, there's a possibility we could have tried I mean, to squeeze in two. a Siakam, but it really wasn't going to happen. Because you already had Giannis and, and, and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, yeah. But I think what we could do, right, at the next All-Star voting thing is let's all, as an entire continent, pick one player that isn't necessarily African, or maybe it's Ayo Dusunmu, um, and we say, let's make him an All-Star. Let's pick Taco Four. Okay. Everybody if vote you want, if you Taco want, Four. If you want the most difficult job in the world, <laughs> then let's go for that. Let's choose somebody who might have some some potential. I mean, Kuminga could yeah, potentially John, be John, an, John an, an All-Star. Could, could, could he, he, got, he got one vote this year. Um, somebody, somebody loves it. <laughs> somebody loves it <laughs> from himself. But look, it's it's all good. Um, okay, so we've spoken about the All Star. We uh, uh, captains. We've spoken about the All Star starters. What I want to do next, Kounder, is talk about the changes to the Rising Stars game uh-huh. because the Rising Stars game is always incredible. Um, you know, I'm a big fan 
of these rookies and the sophomores playing each other. And over the years, they've had a Team World versus Team USA format. Yeah. Well, guess what, Kaunda? It's all changed. Well, you know, you know, Commissioner Silva is all about those changes. They love changes in the NBA. They also love borrowing from the WNBA. Um, and I think that's what we're going to see when we have that mid-season tournament. It will probably come in next year or the, or the year after. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward to that. But um, So it's known now as the Clorox Rising Stars. No longer just the, the Rising Stars Challenge. Um, and it's going to be really interesting because it's 2022 All-Star Clorox Rising Stars. There we go. Um, the sponsors got their thing. So instead of Team World versus Team USA, uh, and it was previously rookies versus sophomores, this year's game will feature three games between four teams of rookies, sophomores, and for the first time, players from the NBA G League Ignite team. Mm-hmm. Um, what they'll do is they'll have a pool of 28 players, 12 rookies, 12 sophomores, and four G League Ignite players. They'll be broken down into four teams. The pool of players will be chosen by NBA assistant coaches. And the pool of Ignite players will be taken, chosen by NBA G League um, head coaches. So each team will be coached by a member of the NBA 75 team, um, which will be quite cool because, you know, yes. this, is, this is to celebrate the 75th year of the NBA. So uh-huh. that's why they've also tried to make things a little different. And there'll be assistant coaches from the 2022 All-Star Game. So that's always how it's been in the past, that one of the assistant coaches from um, the All-Star Game will be the head coach for the Rising Stars game. Um, so we'll see those guys um, get together and they'll draft their squads, right? So you'll mm-hmm. have the assistants, you'll have um, this member from the NBA 75 team, they'll draft and then they'll pick their teams and there'll be four teams, right? Um, with one NBA G League Ignite player on each of the four teams. So what's cool is the first two games, because it'll be uh, game one and game two, which will be team A versus team B and team C versus team D. Mm-hmm. They play each other, right? And in that game, the whole format is like a uh, a race to 75. So there's no actual like time or countdown. This will be like a final score target. So I can see it being like a, a, a shooting, like guns out. Basically, you know, bring <laughs> it if you've got it, right? So if you can shoot from the parking lot, just, just launch. Exactly, exactly. And, and wow. this is what's going to be cool because when you see these players, it'll be like, okay, so who are the best scorers, scorers here? And I like that it's reinvigorated the format. So mm-hmm. we say it's a race to 75, right? Yeah. So games one and two, which is team A versus team B and team C versus team D, they have to reach a target of 50 points. So the first team to 50 wins that game, right? Yeah. Then game three, which is probably, we'll call that the final, right? The uh-huh. winner of either one of those games, um, face off, and then they are in a race to score 25 points. Okay. That gives you your 75 um, to celebrate the 75 years of the NBA. Look, Cyrus, in a time where the three rules, um, that, those targets don't seem to be too far off. No, you know, no, not at all. You know what I mean? I, if you're shooting threes and making them, uh, 50 is not, a, is not a mammoth task. No, no, not at all. And, and what's great about this, right, is that you know, in the past, you've obviously got your quarters, the quarter length is whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the game would often get quite boring because you're like, okay, I mean, so you have a go, then you have a go, then you have a go. Oh, you're going to try a dunk. Okay, that's nice, Trey Young. Okay, so <laughs> so you'd always have these youngsters trying to showboat and, and not necessarily try to win. This mm-hmm. is more a, a focus on winning. Who's that first team to get to the score total? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, they sort of did that um, last All-Star in when they paid their respects to Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Because they had, you know, like score targets and, and, and that sort of thing. And I think we have a similar thing for, for the All-Star game this year. Yeah. Um, but they haven't really uh, announced that kind of level of stuff yet. Um, 
But I think that this is a really great innovation to keep people watching the Rising Stars game. You get to see some of the, 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 the Rising Stars. I was lucky enough to to be in New Orleans for that All-Star game. I guess I talk mm-hmm. about it all the time. But um, Carl Anthony Towns was one hey, of the Rising if, Stars. If you ain't faking it, you know, no. talk about it. And uh, you know, so, but you see the stars of the future there, right? And yeah. these are guys who will be full-time all-stars in, in their career, some of them, you know? So it's mm. great to see them interact. And what's also been great in the past when it was a Team World versus Team USA is to see the African players who'd come through. Oh, yeah. Um, and get their time to shine. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens here. And, uh, and, and also to see um, what more innovation they can bring. There's actually one that's really interesting, though. Uh-huh. So they called it the Clorox Clutch Challenge, right? So in addition to a timed shooting competition, right? Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, they've added a timed shooting competition called the Clorox Cl- Clutch Challenge. And it will take place between games two and three um, with the Rising Stars taking part. So this is a total of eight NBA and NBA G League Ignite players will be divided into four teams, pretty much like they're doing in the, in, in the other one. Yep. And they'll compete to make shots from five locations on the court tied to iconic shots made in the NBA playoffs. I mean, how cool is that? You know, it'll be like, okay, what, you know, where's the Ray Allen spot? You mm-hmm. know, and who's going to make a shot from there? Um, or where's the Dirk Nowitzki fadeaway spot, you know? Mm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens and what, what spots well, they we, choose. we all know where the Steph logo shot is at. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's going to be some really, really interesting ones there. And one will pro- have to be like a LeBron dunk, you know? Well, you got to do the LeBron dunk. Well, uh, uh, may- maybe they'll even throw in the LeBron block. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I I I, I like that. I I, I kind of like, I can see the like the Kobe with the semi dream shake mm-hmm. uh, fade away with the Kobe, yeah. and you might have to say Kobe for the shot you to know, count. I mean that <laughs> mic up the players, and if you didn't say like oh that didn't count, he didn't, he, say, he Kobe. didn't say Kobe. You know, and yeah. I I know you used to do that on the court in Randburg, um, but now everybody's like let's be respectful. Yeah, don't, don't call your trash Kobe. No. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting because each team will compete for one shared ball, right? And uh-huh. its players must alternate shots so no player shoots twice consecutively so it's i mean we could play this at our own home courts wherever we want we'd be like okay fine let's mark some spots that's where counter hit his three three pointer to win the the one game in game seven um mm. uh, you know no what well, we could try Cyrus, I, you know i love your optimism <laughs> but we could try i'm a believer Kounder. <laughs> i'm a believer but anyway i think that's a great innovation i'd yeah, love to yeah, see that cool. kind of thing and and what would be great is to see the um, the main all-stars do something like this because we've seen the skills challenge and it's okay. Uh, the three-point contest is always fantastic and the slam dunk competition has generally been incredible the last couple of yep. years. But this could be quite a nice innovation as well for, for the main all-star game. So we'll see if they try and, and innovate. If it works for the youngsters, they'll try and make it something that, that the, the, the veterans and, and more experienced players will do. True. Kaunda. We're wrapping up our all-star coverage stuff here. Uh-huh. And um, it's time for us to play a little make-believe. Okay. Hit me with it. We're going to be LeBron James and Kevin Durant, respectively. I'll let you be LeBron. And uh, as we only, know... There can only be one. There can only be one LeBron James lover in this room. And that's <laughs> you, Kounder. We're yes, in sir. your Lakers top. So, LeBron James is the number one vote-getter. Of course. Um, throughout, and yeah, rightly so. So w- winning that means that you get to pick yep. first yep. in uh, the captain's voting in the first round. Yep. Whereas I would get to pick sec- uh, first in the second round. We won't go into second round stuff but, yet. But this is first round. 
Exactly. So you're LeBron James. You see the pool of players. I'll name it for everybody who's listening. You've got Steph Curry, Yanis Antetokounmpo. You can't pick yourself, obviously. Um, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Ja Morant, Andrew Wiggins, and Trey Young. That is the pool of players that you have to pick from. Um, who are you going to select first? Uh, uh, it's the obvious one. We're, we're in Cleveland, uh, so I'm selecting Steph. That is an incredible selection. Okay, so LeBron picks Steph. Now, in the past, I've been like, okay, we've got to go like for like. But I ain't doing that this year, Kounder. All right. I'm picking Giannis Kumpo. Good pick, good pick. Your second pick. Uh, I got to go get some size, so I got Embiid. Oh, Embiid. Indeed. Nice. Embiid, indeed. Nice. I'm going to keep it uh, a forest of, of men here. I'm going Nikola Jokic. Ah, nice, nice, nice. So you got so now now that you let it uh, slip. See, I got a three point shooter. I got a rim protector. Now now I gotta go Demar Derozan. That's gotta be Demar Derozan. He, he, he's gonna play the two. Well, I mean, I've got a lot of length on this team. Might as well pick probably the shortest guy. I'm going with Trey Young. Ooh, uh, hmm. So you've got you got Yanis. Kevin Jokic, Durant, Jokic. Yeah, and Trey Young. And Trey Young. The players that are left on the board are Wiggins and Ja Morant. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I got a center. I got a three. Uh, I, I got a two and a one. Then I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to give you uh, Ja Morant because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Andrew Wiggins. You're picking Andrew Wiggins? I got I to gotta go with Andrew Wiggins. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, oh, I, mean, for real? I mean, because we don't have our round two, so I'm, I'm just filling up my squad. I was going to go with Ja Morant, but, you Look, know, I've already I, got Steph and, and, and Demar, so I'll give you Ja Morant. I just okay. want to give you a chance at this. Okay, now, I mean, look, you you think you're giving me a chance. I'm like, okay, fine. Give me Jamarant. So I'm giving you Jamarant. I'll, I'll take Andrew Wiggins. Okay, so to name your team, right? Yes. Go for it. LeBron James, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, and Andrew Wiggins. Okay, and my team is Trey Young, Jamarant, Kevin Durant. I mean, you just love that. You're just, you're just ranting. And Nikola Jokic. That would be fantastic. I'm I'm very keen to see how they actually pick um, these players in this particular um, All Star starters because it's I mean all as is that's incredible. And what's even more incredible is there might even be a chance that KD even plays from the beginning. The Nets are saying slow your roll. He might be a, a, a little better than he was before, but I don't think KD's going to play. Um, he, he's Focus on the championship and not winning on the on the All Star MVP. Yeah, I th- I, I think uh, he's done the All Star thing so many times. I think he would rather preserve himself for the, the real half, deal, the second half of the season as well as the the postseason. Yeah, most deaf. I mean, look, it would be pretty incredible to see him out there. But uh, I think look, he might come in for a minute or two. You know, you know these guys are. That's how it they, is. They're also entertainers, so yeah. he might just come on, take a few threes, and then just yeah, you know, just tap go out. and sit back down. Yeah, but then you know, everybody would be like, "No, KD, we need you. The Nets need you." Um, <laughs> but anyway, so that's it from the All Star stuff. Um, it's it's been awesome because I think All Star is one of those things we absolutely love. I mean, we know it's 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 like it's like WWE. You know, it's not real, but you love seeing them out there. Well, it's real. It's just that the stats don't really count. <laughs> well, it, it counts for very little. Other yeah. than, okay, you might get a bump in your salary because you're an all-star. 
um, Andrew Wiggins is definitely getting one of those if he's got that clause in there. Yeah. Um, and somebody said, you get vaccinated, you become an all-star. Um, <laughs> hashtag just saying. Uh, <laughs> well, look, man, uh, Kyrie. Yeah, hey, look, look. Shots, shots all the way fired. So let's go into the post-up betting corner powered by Betcoza. Mm-hmm. Um, these are games to watch and take a bet on. Counter, we've got a selection of five games. Starting Saturday morning, we have the Lakers taking on the Hornets. The Lakers coming off the back of a pretty bad loss to uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. But LeBron missed that that game because of a sore knee. Um, this game is happening at 2.30 in the morning, Central African time, on Saturday morning. I need to know, Lakers or Hornets, who is your pick? Lake show all day. I got the t-shirt. I got the fun card. I got... I got Lakers pillowcases. Come oh, on. Lakers pillowcases and underwear. Okay, I'm going Hornets here. I think that Charlotte will want to try and make a statement with a win here. And, and I think they probably could. Well, I don't know if LeBron James is going to play in that game. And um, I think that the Hornets have got a fair enough team to give the Lakers a run for their money, even with Anthony Davis back. Um, you don't You don't agree? No. I see him shaking Hornets, Bobcats. Jordan's team, nothing, huh? Lakers by 10. Okay, nice. We'll see what happens next week. Um, well, we'll see what happens on Saturday. <laughs> we'll see what happens On this tomorrow. podcast, I'll remind you. <laughs> um, Jazz and Grizzlies, right? 3 yeah. a.m. also sent a Saturday morning. Um, this should be a good one if the Jazz are able to welcome back the likes of Gobert mm. and, and Mitchell. Um, and I mean, Mitchell versus uh, Morant would be a really, really great, fantastic great matchup. Sorry. I mean, Mitchell's been out with with a, uh, through concussion protocols, so I mm. think he should be available for this particular one. Um, who's your pick? Uh, because they're playing in Memphis, Cyrus, I, I can't bet against the Grizzlies. They've been on a great. Uh, the, 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 this team is just proving to be uh, young, fly, and flashy, like we said last time, Cyrus. Yeah. So I'm going with the Grizzlies in this one. And you've also met the Grizz girls when they were here. So, you know, Memphis is your team. And the Kings of the Court. Don't leave out the guys. The oh, Kings of the Court were so cool, Cyrus. I, I, I partied with both of those guys, uh, the Grizz girls and the Kings of the Court. They are just great people to hang out with. Nice. I'm going to go with Memphis as well because ah. uh, they do seem nice. So we've got a game on SABC 3, uh, sorry, SABC, uh, SABC 1, SABC actually, one yeah. for, for those of us uh, in South Africa and those who are able to access SABC on the DSTV platform. Um, it's Nets versus Warriors, which is a really good game in Golden State, happening early Sunday morning, 3.30 a.m. Um, no KD. We don't expect him to be back. Can though, Kyrie play in... Uh um, good question. I actually don't know if he's able to play in Golden State. Um, we'll have to see. I think the rules are that you know um, visiting players can uh, okay. can play. Um, so if he's playing in San Fran, then uh, Cyrus, I, I, I've got Nets in this one. Nets to beat the Warriors. Yes, mm. because my, my, my like I said, my Splash Brothers have been sort of off. Well, I mean, I can see why you'd go there and, and Kyrie and, and James Harden together. I do think that James Harden might have picked up uh, a bit of an issue with his hamstring again. Okay. Um, so, you know, you might want to temper your, your expectations there. But I'm going Warriors in this one. Although the Splash Brothers haven't been at their all-time best, uh, Steph did knock down something like 6 of 10 or 6 of 11 three-point uh, three attempts uh, in their game. Cyrus, if you miss that game, there's a sequence of assists from Steph to Clay. To someone else, back to Steph to Clay, and then a layup. I just thought, wow. Oh, the passes, yeah. No, I wow. did see that. Uh, look, the <laughs> this, Dubs. This is why the Dubs won those championships. They're that, playing some really good team ball. That team ball. Cyrus, the ball was just zooming around. It reminded me of uh, peak uh, San Antonio Spurs, the way mm. they would take... That, 
you know, it, it, yeah. because they had so many international players, it's like that board needed a passport. You know, <laughs> Tony Paco, France, Ginobili, you know, From Argentina, you know, all the way through to the way Tim Duncan. Yeah. And, you and know, Tim Duncan was he Bahamas? I think from the Bahamas, and the ball would just move so many times around that you'd be like, "Wow, these guys play great team ball." But back to the Warriors, I think uh, I'm still going with the Nets, but I see where you're coming from with the Warriors. Yeah. Oh, uh, Tim Duncan, Virgin Islands. Um, <laughs> no, but I think the Warriors should have that in the bag. There shouldn't even be a question. But hey, you know these things happen. The Warriors are one of the best home teams. Yeah. Um, in fact, same time, well, same day, Sunday morning, you got the Raptors taking on the Heat. Um, in Miami, they had a great game in Toronto last time out. So um, I'm looking forward to to what happens in that one. Um, I, I think this one's a fairly easy one for you to call. Yeah, it's heat all the way. I mean, okay. they're playing in Miami. They'll get burnt. The Raptors will get burnt. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one. I do like the Raps. I really w- wish that they'd be able to sort of bring one or two pieces in if they can just to help out this team. Some size would be good, uh, but heat yep. to win that one. And then Sunday night is a really nice one as well. Um, it is the NBA Sunday's game. It's on at 8 p.m. Central African time. That's in the evening, 8 p.m. Central African time. It's Lakers taking on the Hawks in Atlanta. Um, who's your pick? Lake Show again? Lake Show again, Cyrus. We're in Atlanta in ATL. Uh, you know, Southern hospitality. We're going to have a great time, and they're going to make us so. They're going to make the situation so <laughs> hospitable that we're going to win that game. Okay, I mean, look, I, I, I'm not going to ever tell you that you're talking nonsense because it is your opinion. <laughs> but I do see what you're saying. I do think though that the Hawks will probably win that one. I, I, if there's if there's one thing that I've seen um, in recent weeks is that yeah. the Hawks seem to be on an upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, they are actually and getting rid of Cam Reddish because if you check our power rankings this week, they've actually moved up pretty nicely yeah in fact you you should definitely check out our power rankings go to uh, our, our partners betcoza they have the power rankings available um and yeah you just want to see what they say so i said hawks in that one that um rounds off all of our selections in the post-up betting corner um i just want all of you listening to know that no persons under the age of 18 are permitted to gamble winners know when to stop there's a national responsible gambling program and their number to Get a hold of them on is 0800-006-008. If you have a problem with betting, use that number 0800-006-008 or WhatsApp help to 076-675-0710. And if you're from outside of South Africa and you're trying to get in touch with somebody, you can use the prefix plus 27. Uh, that is the South African pre- uh, prefix. So, Kaunda. Yes, sir. We've come to pretty much the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And this is my favorite time because I like to spring a question on you. Okay. Right? So Spring it on me. Here is the question for you. Who do you think will be the All-Star Game MVP? Lord, Cyrus, the game hasn't even started. Uh, okay. And let me make it a bit easier <laughs> okay, for you. Okay. No, no. If you had to select an All-Star Game MVP from the starters, because we don't know who the reserves are yet. I'm going to keep it all the way real. And this kid is making his first appearance. Mm-hmm. This kid is going to shock people. He's going to be all Russell Westbrook meets uh, Derek Allen Rose. Iverson meets Derek Rose meets uh, DeMar DeRozan. His name is John Morant. And I think he's going to shock us with first all-star appearance with an MVP trophy. Okay, nice selection. This is the beginning of greatness for this youngster. Nice selection. I don't know if it will be him, though. 
I think if we're going with a starter, there's a guy who doesn't know how to not try and win games, <laughs> and that's Giannis Antetokounmpo. And uh, I think Giannis is that guy. He's just he's a ridiculous athlete. In his he, own words, he just wants to hoop. He just wants to hoop. That's <laughs> it. Okay, thanks so much for that. Counter, we've come to the end of the podcast. Uh, thank you so much, my brother. No, it's always a pleasure, Cyrus. Every week, we bring it for them because we love them. That is indeed it. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you interact with us on our social media platforms yet again. Here are our handles. At Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook, and you can also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, please make sure that you tune in again next week. We love to bring you all things NBA from our perspective, but till then, enjoy the basketball. Mm-hmm.